We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, March the 10th, 2020. On today's show, former Gamecocks shortstop Bobby Haney joins me as he does each and every single Tuesday to break down South Carolina baseball. We talk about South Carolina sweep over Cornell over the weekend, our takeaways, and also look ahead as the Gamecocks open up SEC play this weekend hosting the Tennessee Volunteers. Before we get into everything, this is a podcasting to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app I use, and the only one I recommend. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com, use the promo code SPURSUP, you're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, they've got tickets to literally anything and everything, whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, you're trying to go some of the baseball games, the SEC tournament, women's basketball tournament, whatever it may be concerts, comedy club events, professional sporting events. Heck, it doesn't even have to be sports, guys. It doesn't matter what you need tickets to. SeatGeek has got you covered. They got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So, guys, never gonna, are you going to have to scalp. You never have to worry about if you're overpaying. They put it all there for you. It's super simple, super easy. You're going to know exactly what you're getting. You're going to know you're getting the absolute best bang for your buck. You're going to be able to see where you're sitting. Like I said, they really do all that work for you. You're not going to be in the stadium wondering, hey, how much did the person next to me pay? Am I really getting the best value? Did I overpay for my tickets? Or did I get a good deal? You're going to know all that. It's going to give you that peace of mind when you click the buy button. So, again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Be sure to check them out. Go download the SeatGeek app. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. Baseball, former South Carolina shortstop and 2010 College World Series champion, Bobby Haney. Bobby, appreciate it as always, my friend. Great to have you in the studio once again. Thank you. Let's jump right into it. South Carolina, obviously, coming off of the sweep of Cornell. Really, a I thought Mark Kingston said it best in his Sunday presser after the final game, a, a business-like weekend where you really took care of business. You beat mm-hmm. Cornell 10-2, to 10-3, to 6-1. to You knew you were the better team. Just kind of talk about, again, this is a South Carolina team that was coming off back-to-back series losses. You suffer the tough series loss against Clemson where it goes down to Sunday. You lose it in heartbreaking fashion. Just what it means, I guess, again, you were on a team that, you know, it's funny, we were looking back at the 2010 schedule and sort of the run you guys went on after you lost back-to-back series, kind of similar fashion. 
just what it means for this team, these guys, to be able to go out there, you know, get back on the right side of things, get the sweep, no matter the opponent, and just get some confidence back under your belt. Yeah, even though the team is not, you know, not, not what you expect. It's not, uh, it's not as good as Northwestern or even close to uh, Clemson. Uh, you still got to take care of business. You got to have that confidence going into SEC play. Um, also, got one more game this week versus Citadel. <laughs> yeah. Citadel. And um, yeah, we'll be ready to go next weekend. But just a confidence builder, seeing who can still pitch, getting your, getting your, you know, getting your stats up, like we said before the season, before the SEC play starts, is going to give you that, that confidence boost. You know, Wes Clark is taking care of business. Uh, some of these guys are stealing bags. Um, a lot of guys are coming. Malone's coming back from injury. Yeah. So that, that was, yeah. that's good. It's important to have him back. But yeah, just, I mean, you just got to take care of business, like, like we always say. You know, I don't care who your opponent is, but you got to, you got to have that little confidence and rolling into SEC play. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of confidence you have as long as it's something positive going into the SEC because it's the toughest conference in the country. Yeah, and you mentioned SEC play, and that's really what this show is going to revolve around because obviously it is game week in the sense of SEC play looming this weekend. Obviously, you got to take care of Citadel uh, tonight yeah, at Founders Park, but SEC play looming. The Tennessee Volunteers are going to come to town. I, I want to talk about – we'll start with the pitching because, you know, it's funny. I talked about this on Monday's show, and – you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just, you know, loyal to a fault or I'm just overly optimistic because I'm a baseball guy or whatever. But, like, even with how the season's gone to this point, going as I still feel like this, is, this can be a really, really good baseball team. And one of the reasons it starts for me is the starting rotation. First things first, this yeah. team is in so much better of a position than it was last year in regards to pitching. You look at the starting rotation, Carmen on Friday, Thomas Farr on Saturday, Brandon Jordan on Sunday – Far and Jordan have been nothing short of electric. I mean, far six innings just shoved on Saturday, and then Brandon Jordan ten strikeouts in five innings. I, again, I know it's Cornell, but he looked really good against Clemson. So did Far. Carmen Majinski, though, is the guy I want to focus on because dominant to start the year. He's had back-to-back outings now where not his best stuff, especially against Clemson. I think what giving up six earned runs in like five innings got knocked around, and then Cornell even where Cornell jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. And, you know, he only gave up one earned run, but five walks on the day, too. You know, I'm not ready to bail on Carmen Majinski no, and say no. he's, like, not the Friday night guy. I know a lot of people are asking, hey, should we shuffle around the weekend rotation? And, you know, listen, it's all going to play itself out. If it gets to a point where, you you know, you maybe want to play with it and move far to Friday or Jordan, whatever, you can do that. But I still fully believe that Carmen Majinski can be this team's Friday night guy. Again, like I said, I know he's had back-to-back bad outings. But just kind of talk about from your perspective, again, when you're Friday night guy, because we talk about how important that is, especially the arms you're going to see in the SEC, when your Friday night guy is struggling. I know it doesn't change for a fielder or a hitter or anything like that, but, I mean, you, you got to think these guys behind him, they all have confidence in Kingston and this, this coaching staff. They have confidence that Carmen's going to get the job. Yeah, well, he's the, he's the leader. Yeah. He's, the, he's been there for two or three years now. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, the, he's the veteran. So you have your veteran go on Friday night unless he is ridiculously struggling at, you know, on the mound. So you know, all the scouts are there. They're watching that guy. You're not going to have you know, a junior college guy usually start on Friday unless, like last year, the injuries. Right. The injuries yeah. got to the pitching staff more than the lineup. You could yeah. disguise you know, a freshman in the nine hole or yeah. the eight hole or the seven mm-hmm. hole in the lineup and kind of you know, bunt him around and do stuff. But you can't, like last year, you can't have two guys come in like Tringali and start on Friday night yeah. and have Danny Reed, Lloyd yeah, and have Reed pick up the slack on Saturday every single time. He had yeah. to be perfect. So <clears throat> with Clemson, I mean, with, uh, with Carmen, you know, being, I think he's 92, 95 yeah. instead mm-hmm. of the scouting report we, we kind of had in our heads was 94, 97. He's going to have to get a little bit more creative as those guys, you know, say in the big leagues when they're, when they drop from below from 97 to 92, they got to get a little more creative and, uh, but just stop, 
don't nibble so much. Yeah. Because I think the walks kind of killed him, right? He had five yeah, walks. Five walks, yeah. And that, that was because that was the you know when I look at Thomas Farr and I look at him, the stuff to me is pretty similar. And I, I would argue Carmen's right. got better stuff. Me. But Farr on Saturday was just so much more the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And we we mm-hmm. talked about you know I talked about this with you over the weekend is, you know yes Thomas Farr had two walks, but they're competitive walks. You're getting a three two. A guy points. just has a good at bat, and sometimes you just tip your cap to a guy when you. You know, you try to locate an off-speed or a fastball just misses off the black, whatever, and he gets a walk. But, you know, these four-pitch walks, these two-out walks, like where right. it's just not even – you're not even near the zone. That's that's what I saw from Carmen Friday. And, again, Cornell came in not even hitting 200 as a team, not a good yeah. hitting team. But any hitter's a good hitter when they're 2 I mean, you know that. Anybody, you give the worst hitter a good count, it's going to elevate their game and elevate their confidence and usually lead to success for them. Yeah, you worry about Carmen a little bit. The fans are a little worried about how he's getting hit around and walking, you know, four to seven batters per game or averaging three or something. But, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. He's got to battle, battle Tennessee this weekend. I think we're going we're gonna to know who he is, right. you know, coming into SEC play. We're going to know who this guy is on Friday night. And if he gives us a quality start, which is, you know, less, I'm saying quality start is less than five walks. Um, you know, two or three runs given up, two or three yeah. runs earned. But we got to tighten up the defense too behind him. It's, yeah. it's, it's like we're, it's like we're lackadaisical in the field a little bit, and uh, you know, kind of just maybe not throwing our gloves out there. But we got to tighten up all around. And um, yeah, the offense obviously has to has to step up like it's been doing. Yeah, and th- that was the good thing I saw defensively. I, obviously, it's, you know, it's crazy, Robbie. I, I know you weren't in the stadium Friday, but it was uh, it was one of those games where you know. You're, you're booting the ball around. You make two errors, and it's just early, and it's two nothing Cornell on the top of your second. You're thinking, "Oh yeah. my God, this this season is turning." <laughs> Luckily, I don't know if Mark Kingston threw some bats around or got in some people's right. got in some people's asses or what he did. I literally tweeted and said, "I think Kingston needs <laughs> just go off on people right now." Yeah, Thankfully, have. they come back, they score. I think four runs in the bottom of the second, kind of run away with the game. Whatever happened worked, and then you run away with the rest of the weekend. But right. back to Carmen. I mean, the thing with people asking or saying, you know, "Oh, should we switch it up?" You have to think, too, just kind of behind the scenes. I mean, again, you've been on a team. I've been on a team. When you go through, and especially with the situation of Carmen, like you've known he was going to be the Friday night guy since last year. Like there's right. no question you can't bail on your guy that fast. Like it's, it, you do so much more damage than good when you bail. Like this isn't football where you only have 12 games and like, hey, we're, you know, we play three games. We're a third of the way through the yeah. season. Yeah. This is – there are 56 games. He's only had, what, three, four starts. You got you, you yeah. to stick with your guy. You got to stick with your gun. Show some confidence in him. And I, I'm sure that's what they're going to be doing a lot of this week. You know, Skyler, me, and Mark King say, hey, you're good enough. You have the stuff. Let's make some small adjustments, minor adjustments. Yes. But you have the stuff, man. Let it work for you. I don't care who's on the other side. You're a top prospect for a reason. And, you know, just let your talent flourish. And I, I think that's what he'll probably do against Tennessee. Yeah, you can't throw anybody else in there. He's the, he's the guy. I mean, yeah. he's not, it's, not, it's not the point where he's struggling that bad. We need to switch it up. That's a, that's a panic mode from a fan base standpoint. You know, people are going rah, rah, rah again. This is ridiculous. So, who, who are you going to put out there? You can't put – Thomas Farr just got thrown into the rotation. Yeah. And Kerry got taken out. And, um, and Jordan's, Jordan's the new for, guy. I mean, yeah, Jordan's the new guy, and he's good for Sunday. So, you're not going to throw anybody else in there Friday. Yeah. Unless he's uh, – we'll see how these SEC games go. Right. And then go from there. And, and you think Farr and Jordan, I mean, as good as they've been, they, they've never pitched in an SEC game. This, this will yeah. be their, their first time going to the gauntlet. Majinski has at least done that. He's pitched at Arkansas in a super regional yeah. game. Like, that type of experience – cannot be taken lightly you, no. you, we talk about talk no. about the pitching talk a little bit about the defense talk about the lineup a little bit uh, you, you mentioned west clark again leading the country eight home runs on the year it's wow. i told you this over the weekend it's funny somebody compared him he's the our modern day phil disher which i, I think 
it really, you look at it, it's kind of a perfect uh, – I feel like if you put one of those old bats in West Clark's hands, he probably is the modern-day field yeah, issue. Yeah, He's probably got like 15 bombs <laughs> at this point. But I like what I'm seeing from the lineup, Bobby, especially the top of the lineup. Like I, I feel like it's been so long since South Carolina's had a true leadoff guy. Like a, just a true leadoff guy we can depend on, know what he's going to give you every single day. Yep. Noah Myers is becoming that guy we were talking over the weekend. He's, like, right at 500 OBP, which is That's great. great for a leadoff yeah. hitter. Jeff Heiner, a guy that I was so high on through the spring, had a terrible start, had a rough start of the year. He's coming around now hitting 250, second on your team in ribbies. You know, again, you got Wes Clark in the four-hole. You got a guy like Brady Allen, who we talked about, your guy now leading the team in batting average. Yeah. Crazy what he's doing. Yeah. Andrew Eister, who's the power threat. You know, Brennan Malone going to come back in that three-hole. But j just talk about, again, you were a guy that bounced around and knowing the lineup from the top, bottom, wherever. But just the value for a lineup to have that one-two solidified, to have a true leadoff guy, to have a two-hole hitter that can, can cre create some havoc and make some noise similar to your leadoff guy. I feel like that's something that excites me for this team is that you don't just have the boppers. You have the speed guys now at the top of the lineup that can get on base for a guy like Wes Clark. Because it's a big difference in a game when a guy like Wes right. Clark's hitting a solo shot versus hitting yeah. a three-run homer. No, yeah. I think it puts Kingston's mind at ease, too. Write that lineup every day. Even for, you know, guys like me who coach, you know, 10 through 13-year-olds, you got that leadoff guy. You don't have to worry about it. Even if he's struggling, he's still getting hit by a pitch. He's still getting walked. He's yeah, still... It was like we saw him at Noah Myers Saturday, three walks. Right. I mean, that's you know, amazing. I mean, yeah. that's terrible for the other, you know, pitching staff. But he's getting on base. You know, OBP's 500. Not a lot of games played, but it's great. Um, you got Campbell, who's, uh, you know, dealing with a little bit of injury, too. He'll come back. And he's, uh, he's a speedy guy, too. But, um yeah, and Brady Allen seems he just like that experience is, is there. That that uh, you know, that swagger of experience just just uh kind of that's what it looks like he has around the field. Mm -hmm. And he's he's got good he's got good swing, good at bats. Um, starting to climb up there, but you know a lot of these guys know what it takes to you know battle in the SEC. Wes Clark is not gonna probably hit nine or ten more home runs <laughs> in the SEC, but he's taking care of his business. He's right. he's gotten that confidence going. He knows what his strengths are. And he's, you know, in that big part of that lineup, Eister. And then your boy Malone is yeah. – I think he's – you know, he's huge. we got to get him going. Yeah. got to get him I back. mean, he didn't have a great weekend, but he's rusty. He hadn't played in a month. But you can see yeah, it. Tough. You can definitely see it. it. It's there for sure. Now, it, it's funny. I was going to say that the, the comparison to Disher and Wes Clark, it, it's funny. He reminds me of <clears> – <throat> he reminds me of a lot of the traditional Carolina power hitters like a Disher, like your boy Nick Ebert. Like, yeah. it, the, the, once the breaking ball comes – it's a little dicey, but, God, if you leave him a fastball over the plate, it is just, I mean, tattooed. It is just no chance. No, it's awesome. Just take care <laughs> take care of your fastballs, baby, up up and in and uh, or down and in, whatever Wes Clark likes. But no, it's good to, like you said, let's, let's have some guys on. And I think it's going to put a lot of pressure, more so pressure on Malone and Eister and the guys behind him and around. Like, it's, you know, those pitching staffs, obviously, you have all this tape now, this footage. They're going to know that. Hey, I mean, he's going to – I think Wes Clark's going to get fed sliders curveballs change like he's it's going to be a rare occasion that i think west clark probably sees a fastball yeah Weister and um malone aren't doing well behind him in the second and third you better believe he's getting walked right. yeah, easily he's getting intentional walk so got to take care of the whole entire lineup and bottom half's got to do that part as well but it's just we don't we don't really we still don't know what to expect because yeah. it's not citadel will be a little bit better of a team right. but tennessee that's our test that's our you know clemson was our test we did we did pretty good even the Sunday game, we had that game kind of won in the balance, two to one. And then, you know, it was just you know, little bullpen issues, which even happens in the major leagues. Yeah. But I think if, you know, if we battle with Tennessee this weekend at home, we'll, we'll, we'll show the fans and, you know, 
we'll show everybody, you know, that we could, we could battle. And, and that's why I think it's so tough, <clears throat> you know, to make predictions in baseball, no matter the level. Cause I mean, listen, right. I, I watch this team in the fall and the spring and the scrimmages and people are asking me, how's the team look? How's the team look? And I mean, yeah. the talent can be a lot better and it is a lot better. There's no question in my mind. It's a lot better, but <clears throat> what makes a baseball team, I, I, one of my favorite baseball quotes, and I'm sure you'd appreciate this one, Bobby. I forget who said it, but in baseball, you're going to win a third of your games. You're going to lose a third of your games. It's what do you do with that other third? You know what I mean? And it, it really comes down to, you know, same thing with South Ghana baseball. It's like you have this talent, but what do you do when you get in those pressure situations? That, that's what separates the, the average teams from the good teams and the great teams when it's two outs, guys, on second and third. Is your team good enough to get the base knocked? Do you, do you live in that moment? Do you flourish in that moment? You know, and we already talked about this a couple of times on the show, you know, me and you, but do you embrace that moment when it's three, two, two outs, bottom of the ninth, right. bases loaded? Can you get that strike out? Can you throw that strike? Like that's, and I think, again, like you're saying, and I said this on the Monday show, there's no fans right now that are going to sit there and say, oh, we, we swept Cornell. We're back. You know what I mean? No, we're we're yeah, back. Yeah. The season's back on, you know, it's whatever. But because when you get in those SEC series, you know, it, it's like you said, we don't know a lot about this team because how does this team react? Like, like a, my favorite thing to say about it, like a football team is, you know, all that talent and stuff and that offseason talk is great. When you get punched in the mouth, how do you react? That, that's the biggest thing to me is how do you react? And again, unfortunately, we saw against Clemson, you kind of right. you failed that, that task a little bit, especially in the Sunday game when you had so many opportunities with guys in scoring position. You're not able to get that big hit, mm -hmm. that timely hit. Those opportunities are going to continue to come up in SEC play. There's going to be more than one occasion probably this weekend and every weekend where, you know, it's kind of like football. There are three, four, five moments that really determine the outcome of the game. And I like you played on a team, obviously, in 2010 that, you know, maybe early in the season you guys weren't fully grown into that yet. But as the year went on, it looked like a team that really embraced the moment, like wanted to be, you know, there were, there were multiple guys in that lineup that wanted to be up with the game on the line. There were pitchers that wanted to be in the game with, with the game on the line, wanted the ball. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't – you think of a guy like Adrian Morales, you couldn't keep him off the field when it was guys no, he's scoring he's position. Like you have to hole. have that mentality. Yeah, Enders is in the seven hole. He's been in a great big spot in his state championship game. He's, he wants to get that job done. I'm in the eight hole, and I'm, I've been getting that job done in high school and partially in junior college. So I don't know how this lineup feels when they're in the eight <laughs> hole or George or whoever's in the nine hole. But Wingo even felt like he was supposed to get the job done in the nine hole. So you can't have just – TJ Hopkins and Luke Berryhill and, you know, Wes Clark, like he did last year and, you know, some of this year, because that's not going to work. You got to mm -hmm. have one through nine, at least one through eight, being competitive. So you turn the game on and be like, yeah, I don't know who he was, but he got a, he got a base hit to win the game on Saturday night. That's, that, that has to be our team to get to 15, 20 wins in the SEC. You can't have, you know, a, a home run from Wes Clark and Eister, and that's it. Right. Noah Myers got to do his part, and the bottom of the lineup has to do their part as well. But, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. We embraced it one through nine. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, our right. one through five is not doing good. Let's go. So, I don't know. We were just, we were just competitive all the way through. For sure. So, like we said, we're going to focus on SEC play. Yeah. Tennessee this upcoming weekend. I, I want to ask you, because we were talking a little bit off air, Tennessee over the weekend, one of the surprises. You know, they come into the last yeah. weekend uh, undefeated, one of the hottest teams in college baseball. They lose two of three to Wright State on their home field, which, granted, Wright State's had a pretty good program. I think they've been a regional team the last couple of years, but still, they lose two of three at home. I want to ask you, you know, because somebody, you know, obviously as fans and we scoreboard watch and we look down the road, like, you know, as an athlete, you stay in the moment, you kind of handle the task at hand, you try not to let the external, anything external affect you. But 
how much did you guys like did, did you ever take notice did you ever scoreboard watch did it ever even matter to you like what the, the team you were playing did the previous weekend or was that just something because I, I know again we talked about how the Clemson week felt this week definitely has got a, got more intensity than like a normal week has had to this point yeah no I think like the equipment managers at the end of the game I, like in the locker room would be like oh uh Georgia lost or Tennessee <laughs> lost tonight I'm like cool like I don't really care same thing I teach the kids today I'm like we don't I don't really care unless we got a good scouting report on them that night who were playing, I don't care like what they're doing. We got to take care of our stuff, take care of our business. I think, you know, the, the Patriots say, let's do our job. And then we'll, we'll obviously, you know, have a scouting report on whoever we're playing the jets or whoever, but take care of your job first. And I think down the road, you know, once, once it gets to the last or two last sec series, then we can maybe start scoreboard watching a little bit to see, you know, as far how, as standings. And stuff yeah. Like this yeah. is where we stand, you know, and you know, what's it going to look like for the SEC tournament or postseason play, you know? But, yeah, no, not a lot of – not a big scoreboard watching guy, especially, like you said, we're in the moment. We're playing. So that's kind of for the coaches mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe the outside <clears throat> fans to worry about. What, was there a difference for you guys, like, as far as intensity? Just, again, it's – it's you approach every day the same way. That That's how you play the game baseball. Honestly, I, that's what I believe. I think that's – you see your elite players, a guy like – you know, and it, it's different in the big leagues, but a guy right. like Mike Trout or Stanton or – judge or these great players these great pitchers I mean they they approach every day the same way they all have their routines it doesn't matter who's on the other side but for a college player I feel like the emotions are a little bit different obviously yeah. with 18 19 20 21 year olds whatever was there any extra juice the week of or, or I guess going into SEC play because again there's going to be a, a significant noticeable rise in level of competition yeah I think Clemson and Arkansas you got that you get the extra butterflies and you're just really, really amped up, even though it's a baseball game. But once that first pitch is thrown, like I was talking to my buddy the other day, once the first pitch is thrown, it's like – Just goes, baseball. Yeah, it just goes away and you're like, all right, it's a baseball <laughs> game again. You know, and then a situation comes up where you're second and third and you're up where you're a little bit more amped up. But I think, I think the more teams that – the more better teams we played, at least in my opinion, more, the more focused. Right. You know, so if we're playing South A, I mean, uh, you know, USC Upstate, it's like, all right. I got. I got to focus. I got to try to focus a little bit more harder on this right, game, right. a little bit, because it just, it's not a. That's just human nature. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just is. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, Renato from LSU throwing, yeah. you know, ninety four, ninety five, or you know, Pomerantz from Ole Miss, you know, throwing me a curveball or something. So it's, it's, it's easier to get focused, you know, during that time. It's such a big game, but. It's just, it's just baseball. After the first pitch is thrown, the kind of the nerves kind of go away, or your first at bat too. Yeah, we were taking a look at this Tennessee team, you know, before we got on air and hitting three oh seven as a team. I think what one point eight one ERA, something mm -hmm. like that. They're coming off a series loss, and, and we talked about how big it's going to be for them because they've got you know us at our place. They have to take on Vandy next weekend at home, which I mean, they're trying to take us down. Realistically, it's probably at best case scenario they're just hoping they don't get swept by Vanderbilt. South Carolina, on the other hand, we have Tennessee at home and then go on the road to Georgia in Athens. Again, it's not a situation of, okay, we lose a series, the season's over. But, I mean, just how important is it to get off on the right foot, get off to a positive start? Again, especially when you're at home. Tennessee's not a Georgia, Vandy, Florida. They're not one of those teams. Good ball club, really solid ball club, obviously. But they're not one of those teams. And, obviously, South Carolina right now, you know, they're – I don't think they're as bad. I know they're not as bad as they were last year, but they're not right. where you guys were in 10, 11, 12, whatever. But this is a team that I really feel like is trying to find its way in the SEC pecking order, especially the SEC East. Because the biggest thing for me is like you can tip your cap and say, hey, Georgia, Florida, Vandy, top five teams in the country, they are unreal. 
But falling behind Tennessee to me is going to be a very hard pill to swallow. You're, I think you're safely ahead of Missouri and Kentucky. If you're not, we're having a whole different conversation. But falling behind Tennessee, and again, I'm not trying to take credit away from what Tennessee has done, but it's going to be a very tough pill to swallow, Bobby, yeah. for this fan base if you're falling behind Tennessee in baseball. Just talk about, number one, how important it is, how important it was you know, when you played and how important it is for this team right. to get off to a good start. But especially with this series, you're at home. You've got your three guys going on the bump. Yeah. Your lineup's been playing well. But just talk about the importance of this weekend and kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, well, Tennessee wasn't the Tennessee that we played back, yeah. In, yeah. back 10 years ago. So they definitely uh, revamped the program a little bit and have a lot better recruits coming in. I think they added to the stadium too. So they're excited. But um, just just keeping – staying excited. I think Kingston – Coach Kingston would say kind of similar. We're trying to look for a series to get – you know, pumped up about that we, we, we could have, you know, Northwestern series. Okay. Opening day, we won. Northwestern series, they take two out of three. Clemson, the same thing. But we're looking for that series win, especially over a good team that's going to, you know, boost our morale yeah. for the team and keep us excited. So this is the series to do it. And for the fans, too, I think the fans are down. Obviously, mm-hmm. I hope they come out Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you know, support since the SEC. That's when all the fans come out. That's what we've been hearing. So I think they're just yeah, they're looking for – you know, that, that spark. So if we take two out of three, you know, I think, I think that's, that's big for the program right yeah. now as we stand, um, even though we just, we just, you know, missed beating Clemson. But, yeah, Carmen's got to do the job. But like you said, I think we talked about it. Stay competitive mm-hmm. all three games. You know, if you lose 2-1 or lose 5-4, let's, that's, that's saying that we're competitive, not, that's, not that we're going to lose. But stay competitive throughout the whole series. I think our pitching staff is they're ready to go as opposed to last year. It was scary with Carmen going mm-hmm. down. It's like, who's going to fill in? So we got – we're loaded in the bullpen. We're loaded, you know, with our staff. Um, and then I think at home, helping us out. If it was mm-hmm. Tennessee on the road, I'd be a little bit more scared. But I think uh, – I haven't been excited about a series like this in a while because Georgia's next week. Yeah, I, I think this series provides the opportunity in the sense of, like you kind of said, if you lose two of three, season's not over. But right. to me, the upside of this weekend, if you win two of three, right. or God forbid if you sweep, this could be the series that really is like the spark plug to the 2020 season. I mean, it just – I feel like I feel like the entire – like, listen, if you win two of three this weekend, it's not going to be like, oh, we're going to Omaha. No, like I no, said, no, like no. we're back. But yeah. it's at least, like you said, a fan base that is sort of down and out, doesn't right. know what to expect. I would say over half the fan base is out on Kingston. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Even though I, think, mm-hmm. I don't think they should be necessarily yet. I think there's a lot of the fan base that's skeptical – if you can beat Tennessee two of three, and like I said, God forbid, if you can sweep, would be amazing. But it's at least going to give this fan base, hell, maybe this team, maybe those guys in that locker room, maybe this coaching staff, it's going to give them that jolt heading yeah. into, you know, next week taking on Georgia. Like, hey, maybe we got a shot here to go right. on the road and you know upset yeah. the dogs. And all of a sudden, South Carolina is that upstart Boom. team, that team that's like you know that's getting hot. Um, so I, I think the upside of this weekend, what it could provide, if you can come out, which, which I don't think is like un, I, I, right. I, I think Tennessee's a good ball club, but I don't think they're that much better than us. I really don't. I, I think this is a, a series that I, I may honestly be picking South Carolina to win two of three. But I think if you can win two of three, it, it just – if you lose two of three, your season's not over. But the upside is what right. excites me, that if you do win this series, it's just going to provide that jolt that maybe this 2020 season needs. Yeah, Tennessee – the reason why you should be excited or fans should be excited, Tennessee just lost two out of three at the right state. I mean, not saying right state is the worst team in the right, country, right, right. but, I mean, that's a shot. You know we have a good shot, especially at home, to take two out of three. And 
We almost beat Georgia last year. We had the lead on Georgia last year late in the inning. Yeah. But I mean, like there, said, it felt like every weekend last year came down yeah. to Sunday late in the game. Yeah, and then we don't every have week. To, we don't and you didn't have Carmen. Time. So, I mean, right. the bullpen was, uh, you know, injured as well with a couple injuries in the lineup. So, there's a, there's a shot. So, that's why I think fans should be excited, especially about, you know, this weekend getting off to a good start. And we have the opportunity to get off to a good start. We don't have Andy or Georgia. We're going on the road. So, we're home, right. protecting our home. Um Kingston will have them ready, and uh, we'll be we'll be pumped up, ready to go. It's exciting. Yeah, and I think you're coming in as long as you take care of business tonight against Citadel. Obviously, you're yes. coming. You couldn't ask for better conditions coming into this weekend against Tennessee. I mean, not that it really matters, I guess. We play, but Tennessee just lost two or three. Yes. Your bullpen has been dominant since the Clemson series. I don't think they've given up a actually gave up three runs because of Andy Peters with his walks and not throwing into the bus. But for the most part, your your bullpen has been a massive improvement. You have all three of your starters in place. Your lineup's starting to come together. Some guys that were maybe not feeling it so much, like a Brady Allen, now leading your team in average. Andrew Eister gets off the schneid with a three-run home run. Wes Clark is bombing the ball. Your leadoff's there. Like, all the ingredients, you couldn't ask for better conditions. I mean, it's not like we're coming off a Clemson going into SEC play. It's like, you have used this last week. I will tip the cap to the boys and give them credit. You have used this last week to boost the stats, get some wins under your belt, get some confidence. And I think it's going to pay off massive dividends against Tennessee. Before we go, Bobby, one last thing, kind of on a fun note. Um, I think we may have talked about this one of the times when you're on my show, but I'll ask you, give me your favorite, like, SEC story or maybe like that. Obviously, you got to South Carolina in 2009. Like, what was that first? I know you weren't a guy that was, like, intimidated or anything like that. But, like, what was – are there any memories from, like, that first SEC series for you or, like, just a specific SEC series that it was, like – you realized, I guess, what the level – again, you, you played at a high level in JUCO, stuff like that, and obviously the non-conference. But when you got into SEC baseball, like, was there one moment that stuck out as like, this is just – this is a this is a big deal. This is another level of baseball. Uh, when, they pro- <laughs> when they probably had uh, bat girls in Ole Miss, and then they had dugout dancing girls in Arkansas. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. But just, just the fan base um, – you know, the fan base at Mississippi State, it was, it was kind of rainy. Ole Miss was Easter weekend, so we didn't get the full effect. But like you said, Arkansas, I've been saying it over and over again. They're just – they're so – like, they don't care what the score is. They're there to watch Arkansas baseball. Right. I think maybe because, you know, it's only – it's Arkansas. It's a little different – a little different, you know, area of the country, a little different region. But um, they're just – they love their – they were screaming – I think they were screaming about – they're screaming at Adam Matthews during batting practice. <laughs> just like he, he didn't even take a fly ball yet. They just knew his name. Like he, the, the games didn't even start yet. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. You know, just stuff like that. Um, I think Witt was uh, signing autographs, I think, like in between innings or something. Someone threw him something in center field or something. And they threw it back to him. I think, I think that was, I think that might be accurate. <laughs> we need you some, confer- we need some confirmation check. on that. I was like, oh, this is a, this is pretty big time right here. But Mississippi State going on the road in the rain. That was my first taste, I think, of, mm. like, this is hard. This is hard. Right. I'm lucky to get almost, like, I'm lucky to scratch out a hit. Right. You know, you go one for three with the walk, you're, you're, you're sleeping so well that <laughs> Friday night. I think I hit, like, a stupid <clears throat> triple in the rain or something. And uh, just, yeah, just if you, get, if you can get that, if you can get on base one or two times, you know, in the SEC series, you're, you're you know, you're disrupting the pitching staff. Because every night, Sunday's a little leisurely, but Friday and Saturday – Dude, it is it is a bat it is a fight. It Especially a Friday fight. nights in the SEC. It's like nothing else. Yes. If you can a walk is so important. If you could draw a walk. If you walk six or seven times as a lineup, you know, and keep your keep your K's under ten, you guys are doing a good job and you know, giving up less than five runs. Coach Tanner said 
got to score seven, got to score eight, got to score nine in the SEC. Can't score five, <laughs> not going to do it. So you got to you got to you got to score at least more than five and give up less than five and give up less than five walks. Yeah, it's SEC baseball. I feel like there's nothing like it. It has that super regional feel like every weekend. Yeah. That's two out of three. Like it's it's that super regional postseason type feel. So Bobby, appreciate it yeah. as always, my man. A lot of yeah. fun. I know I'm looking forward to. It. I know everybody else is. SEC baseball right around the corner. Um, so we'll obviously break it down down next week. And appreciate you guys tuning in. So for Bobby Haney, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on episode. Of- Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.